Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. The premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 plus a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. Triple A air when you need us. Triple A heating and air. And welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. Tyler Head and just Chris Clark along with you today. I know Brock was asking on our text line a little bit earlier who all was going to be here for the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Wes is not here today, so uh, do with that information what you will as it is National Signing Day. And as we joked yesterday, I guess we can call this Harbor Day. Hopefully you all left out your milk and cookies for uh, St. Nicholas last night. Oh, a milk and cookie? I I like it. The direction we're going with this. Uh, Yeah, Harbor Day, definitely a big thing. Um Wes, taking a day off on signing day, what are we doing here? Uh, That's questionable. Very, very questionable. But anyway, I am here, um, hanging out here with you, Tyler, for the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Appreciate everybody being with us. Yeah, this has been, Tyler, an interesting one. There has not been, first of all, to back up, um, you know, this signing day, as we know, was going to be and is still kind of uneventful sure. in terms of the overall number of targets, right? Right. Um, we knew that South Carolina was going to come in really eyeing, uh, barring some big surprise, two different things, and one of them completely and utterly drama-free, and that is Elijah Caldwell at a Northwestern signing with South Carolina. That letter has already been sent in. Um, so good to go on that front. That takes care of one of the items. The other one, of course, is what you let off with, and that is Nicholas Harbor, the five-star, the top athlete, according to the on-three consensus in the country. I think they've got him ranked number 21 nationally now, and the top prospect, obviously, unsurprisingly, in Washington, D.C. as well. Longtime South Carolina target. First visit to South Carolina in, I think it was June of 2021. Someone that Shane Beamer has been on, really dating back to his days as an assistant at Oklahoma when Nicholas Harbor was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, that that was the main one to watch. And it's been a pretty, like, drama-free recruitment. <clears throat> there have been some ebbs and flows in it. Uh, with a big-time guy like Harbor, that is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. You don't see 
a ton of five stars. You see it some of quarterbacks as they commit earlier, but you don't see a ton of five stars go through, and it's just this clear cut like start to finish leader. Yeah, you, you know you don't see that a lot, and so we've discussed in the past that he's got this really interesting list of finalists, like not a geographic um, concentration. It's not like here's a bunch of southeast schools, sure, or here's a. Uh, Maryland, Penn State, or, you know, whatever, a bunch of schools in the DMV Northeast. It's not a bunch of, it's not a bunch of, hey, here's a bunch of Big Ten schools. Like, it's this really interesting kind of almost an eclectic group of finalists. Yeah. And South Carolina has been for some time in a good spot. And that has varied from, when, when you say good spot, that's varied from like being maybe the outright leader, in my opinion. Uh, or not just my opinion, I think at times been the outright leader Yeah. to, um, you know, being in the top two, top three. And we've seen, I think, Michigan at one point, for example, I think took pole position as the leader at one point before falling off. And now you have Oregon entering the chat, so to speak, and they have come in quite late. They actually offered him earlier Mm -hmm. in, in 2021 when Mario Cristobal was the head coach, but the newer staff under Dan Lanning, like, it took some time with those relationships, but they did get the last minute or last weekend official visit that everybody was kind of going, ooh, that's one to watch. Yeah. And uh, there have been some, th- there are some pros and cons to every school on his list, not just us analyzing it as media people, but like, sure. there have been pros and cons of, here's some things that he legitimately, you know, would have questions about, like, some things that may be better at this school, not as good at this other school. So, it's been a drama, even though there's been ebbs and flows, it's been a drama-free recruitment in that, you know, Nicholas Harbor is not one of these guys that just, like, plays around with people and things like that. Yeah. But what, where we are at, Tyler, with less than two hours to go, as you said, to this announcement, is I think we've got a, a little back and forth here. Um, late last night slash early this morning, I think Oregon made a giant push. Um, and I think that push started on the official visit weekend. Look, you got mm-hmm. to Oregon, it's going to be impressive sure. for a guy who's a two-sport athlete with you know big branding aspirations. That's going to be impressive. Nike, the track program, all that stuff. It's going to be super impressive. Um, but here's one thing to consider. I mean, Nicholas Harbor lives in Washington, D.C. Right. Oregon is in Oregon, and that is... Uh, have, not you been on, have, you ever made that, have you ever made that trip, Tyler? I've not been farther west than Alabama. Oh, wow. Okay. So, no. Uh, I have not been to Oregon. I've been to California. Uh, I think Oregon is a, is a good bit farther west than Alabama. A little bit. <laughs> Just slightly. Uh, that is a long plane trip. And so you consider, like, yeah, when we're talking about pros and cons and check boxes, Oregon has a lot. You know, they have... Kind of that or that Oregon kind of like aura, for lack of a better term. They have that vibe. Uh, Dan Lanning doing a, some good things out there historically with football lately. They've had a really good program. Phil Knight, Nike, you know, uh, the track program, the branding. Um, for someone like Nicholas Harbor, you have got to consider that. Yeah. I mean, th- this day and age, some people say, well, kids shouldn't consider NIL and branding quite as much. We would all consider it, and we should sure. if we're in that same position. And so, you know, that part is impressive. 
Now, the distance, you think about him, to go back to what I said earlier, he's in Washington, D.C. That's a long trip. And so you'd be making that, not only are you living out there, but if your family comes out there, for example. Right. You know, you're, you're making the trip from D.C. to Eugene, Oregon. It's hard to get out there. Probably a bunch of layovers, et cetera, every week during the football season. And if you have away games, by the way, Maybe you're not in Eugene, Oregon, but now you're in Pullman, Washington, mm-hmm. and you're in Utah, and you're in Berkeley, California, and you're in Los Angeles. And so that has played in. So I think for Harbor and for his family, there's kind of some conflicting. I don't know if you, I don't know if you call it head versus heart, but maybe it's like heart versus business or something. Yeah. Maybe you do say it's, I, I think Harbor the heart kind of pick for him, and that, it's not only emotional appeal about South Carolina, right? But right. the relationships that he has with Shane Beamer, Sterling Lucas, Jody Wright, those are substantial. You know, pretty long-standing, especially with Beamer. He's got really good relationships with guys on the team, with commitments from the 2023 class, Desmond Yumi Azulu from the DMV region. Those guys talk a lot. But on the other side, you've got Oregon, and you've got a guy that, has Olympic track aspirations. I know we went over it this week, Tyler, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Curtis Fry, South Carolina's track coach, has, has a great track record in terms of Olympians and being involved with Team USA. But Oregon has some things in their favor, too, and they've got Nike. And so you can see how this would be a tough decision. And so this morning, kind of woke up, working the phones, yeah, getting texts, all that, and really got more than a vibe that Oregon had made a giant push and and had the momentum in the past two hours. South Carolina's not dead in it. Okay. And so now we've got, we might have a true back and forth, which makes sense. So it's going to be a true 11th hour until he, the words come out of his mouth, puts the hat on, whatever he decides to do. We're not really going to fully know here. Um, Yeah. But and I, I brought this point up with Colin Taylor when we were talking in the bonus for the nine uh, nine o'clock hour. It says a lot about this South Carolina program and what Shane Beamer and this coaching staff been able to do for the fact that it's pretty much down to them in Oregon that they are a last one of the final two on this guy's uh, options here. And it'd be different if he was an in-state commit, but for somebody that's not local in the area, that that's a lot or says a lot for what uh, they've built so far and, you know, the relationships they do establish with these recruits. When you, as a program, and we'll, look, we got to assess this after 1 p.m. If this will be more of a talking point if they land Harbor. Right. But uh, in a program that's kind of on the rise, when you start landing kids that outsiders or even people that cover the program – kind of look at it and say, they don't have any business getting that kid. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Kind of to your point. Then that's when you know you're doing something. And so I did mention the kind – Nicholas Harbour is a different kid. Yep. You know I mean? This is not your typical guy. And so uh, the the kind of weird, for lack of a better term, like fi- group of finalists that he has, I think kind of illustrates that. Maryland, home, you know, and Under Armour and stuff like that. But you've got Maryland. Then you got South Carolina, yep. which aside from Shane Beamer's ties, like there aren't a lot of ties to Nicholas Harbor right off the bat there, but you've got that. Oregon makes sense because of, again, the type of athlete he is, the type of profile he is. Oregon makes a lot of sense. They're recruiting kind of on a national level right now. They always have. 
to some degree with their resources. Um, you look at Miami, they're kind of in it because they're just going to get in with some big-time guys and they pitch in aisle. They, they were probably fifth in the thing. if that. And then Michigan, which makes sense not only because of their brand appeal, but also because of the kind of holistic, uh, the Michigan man, the, the blend of athletics and academics that Harbor has been looking for. But, like, when you stack up South Carolina against, like, a Michigan or mm-hmm. an Oregon programs that have all this cachet and, like, the brand and um, all that kind of stuff, it's pretty impressive, to your point, Tyler, that they are, they have been such in the mix for them. And when you talk about making a final push on a guy like this the night before his commitment announcement, outside of, like, the NIL stuff where you say, hey, you know, we got this collective that can offer you X amount of money, what is a coaching staff doing exactly talking to this guy or kind of making that last pitch before he announces a commitment? I can put it more. So let's, let's put it, try to put it in the buckets of, of how I think it would be approached like from, cause this looks like it's down to Oregon and South Carolina. I yeah. mean, you don't, Michigan seems to have faded Maryland. Nobody thinks they're really in it. Miami never really in it. And um, despite being in the final five. And so for Oregon, it's, hey, man, you are a national brand. You are, you know, you need to come here because you're going to maximize your earnings potential with NIL and then into the future. You're going to be on this stage. Uh, You can point to football, the football program that, you know, track is just, there's this association with Oregon being out there to train and things like that. If you're South Carolina, it's, hey, man, you got to bet on yourself. Like maybe you have some, potential looming NIL deal out there with Nike and you understand that branding part, but you're going to get that whether it's now or later, maybe it's not from Nike, maybe it's from somebody else or whatever configuration it is, but you got to bet on yourself and you got to bet on the relationships. You know, it can't be just business decisions. You also have to enjoy your time in college. You have to enjoy the relationships with your coaches. You've got the distance factor, right? That's something that South Carolina certainly has and will continue to harp on. And so Looking in, this is tough. I mean, even for a guy like Harbor, who is a, a plus student, plus kid, he has a great family structure around him. We got to understand this is hard, you know. So if he gets up there at one and picks Oregon, there are going to be some people, you know, Gamecock fans who might say, well, he was never coming here. He, ne- he never really wanted to come here. He's looking for a reason not to go here. And that just won't be the case. It's right. just a hard decision because there's so many different things at it. You know, Oregon is totally different than South Carolina. I mean, we're talking about two programs and places, ecosystems. Literally couldn't be farther apart, both <laughs> figuratively and, like, philosophically. Yeah. I guess you could have, like, Miami would be a little bit, you know, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it is geographically, program style, like, pitch. Right. All of it's so different. And so, you know, honestly, that may make it harder. You know, like... Because there's not like it's two very similar programs and you're trying to pick out one thing. Like it's two kind of totally different like push and pull vibes. And so um, I think if you're South Carolina, you're standing on your relationships, which have seemed to be very important to Harbor. You're standing on bet on yourself. And, and hey, if you're, you know, Shane Beamer and Jody Wright, Sterling Lucas, all those guys, hey, you, you're going to have plenty of NIL opportunities here. You know, local businesses, national brands, collectives. I mean, you're going to have all those things too. And so... Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, would Nicholas Harbor maybe maximize his, like, financial earnings potential a little bit more or maybe even a lot more at Oregon? Probably so. Right. That's fair. But what about all the other stuff? And so I think South Carolina's pitch 
as things progress and continue, we still got time here. It's 11.15. This thing looked not very promising this morning. By 8 o'clock, didn't look good. And now, you know, we don't know. I, I just, it's, it's really hard to call, and I think it's still ongoing even as we sit here and talk. We'll continue our conversation on this and other things relation to National Signing Day. Got some pretty cool news in relation to this show, the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Next Tuesday, we're actually going to have Spencer Rattler here in studio talking to us, and uh, that's going to be really cool. Obviously, you guys had Boogie Huntley a couple weeks ago back out at Firehouse Subs, but it's going to be really interesting to see uh, Spencer Rattler and uh, dive into a conversation with him. Yeah, going to have Spencer in here for... Really, the, the entire Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, eleven to noon, February seventh. That's yep, correct. I did, on, I did some quick math on Tuesday. On Tuesday, so Spencer Rattler will be here. Excited about that. Uh, a lot of territory to cover. We'll be able to take a pretty deep dive, multiple segments with him. So excited about that. So we're gonna run into our first timeout. Come back on the other side. Continue the recruiting conversation. But during this break, gonna give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Luke Bryan. He is coming to the Credit One Stadium in Charleston on Saturday, October the 28th. If you are caller number 5 at 803-404-6100, you can win yourself a pair of tickets to go and see him. Again, 803-404-6100, caller number 5 wins those tickets. We'll be right back with the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. This is Rich Valdez. Maybe you've seen me on TV or heard me on the Mark Levin Show. Join me Monday through Friday for America at Night, a new kind of talk show for a new generation. We'll talk to influencers and newsmakers about what's really going on in America, from politics to pop culture. We're also going to talk to you, so make sure you subscribe to America at Night with Rich Valdez. Rich Valdez. That's Valdez with an S. America at Night. Get the podcast wherever you listen. By Firehouse Subs. Media. The premier HVAC company in the Midlands is growing. Are you a top HVAC technician? AAA Heating and Air is looking for dedicated applicants to fill their fast-growing service department with top-notch HVAC technicians. If you're the best, then they want you. If you're ready to stop working and start a career, you can earn up to $100,000 plus a year at AAA Heating and Air. Quality candidates will have at least two years' experience and a good driving record. Benefits include top industry salaries, commission on service and unit sales, set call limits, company-provided take-home vehicle and gas card, company-provided cell phone and tablet, health, dental, and vision benefits, 401k retirement plan with company match, and scaled PTO based on length of service. Contact Roy and Dana Finley at 803-677-1500 or check out their job postings on Facebook or ZipRecruiter. The 5th Annual Driving Down Main Virtual Golf Tournament hosted by the United Way of the Midlands is coming up this February 6th and 7th at the Players Club, 1626 Main Street. Proceeds will be benefiting 17 Midlands Elementary Schools. Register your team now online by going to ua.org backslash ddm. Save 10% with the promo code THEGAME, all caps in one word. Again, 10% off by using the promo code THEGAME, all caps. It's United Way of the Midlands Driving Down Main Virtual Golf Tournament, February 6th and 7th at the Players Club, 1626 Main Street. South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer's presser will be at 2 p.m. today, and you can hear it live right here on 107.5 The Game. Broadcasting live from the Herndon Chevrolet Studios, this is 107.5 The Game. Discover Herndon certified. Herndon Chevrolet's premier used car warranty. Shop with complete confidence knowing Herndon Chevrolet has got you covered. Stop 
buy or shop online today and see why Herndon Chevrolet makes you smile. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler and Chris along with you today. Wes, I guess just taking the day off on National Signing Day. Uh, Though I do believe you brought his replacement in the studio now, (laughs) so he's going to fill in for him uh, on a very, very busy day in y'all's world. Yeah, shout out to my buddy Jay McLeod uh, from Irma Irma Middle. He is uh, hanging out with me in studio today, actually doing a little job shadowing. Uh, I don't don't know why, but I'm honored that he picks seeing what we do. I think so far he's probably been like, uh, This is what you do? This is what you do? Let's let's get Jay a little bit of a, a mic check. Yeah, let's try that. All right, Jay, what what have you thought so far? There we go. Try it again. Hold on. There, okay, there we go. Right mic. Okay. Right mic. Yeah, we didn't have your mic on, Jay. Okay. Live radio. What have you thought so far? Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I definitely would consider this my future. Yeah. All right, we're good to go. Now, did okay. you specifically plan for it to be on National Signing Day when you knew he was going to be like... Super busy and all over the place. It had to be in the month of February. Yeah, why not start off the month, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we were like, hey, th- this would this would be a great day. And and I explained to Jay that you know, it's not what it was in, in 2017. I would have been like, all right, if you really want to get a look at this, like you have to, you know, you have to be in the office at like 5:30 a.m. Right. And and we're going through all the things. Now it's like, all right, there's. There's like two things happening today, but but still exciting day, right? No, absolutely, um, and uh, we're T-minus under two hours until yeah. the hour of Nicholas Harbor's commitment uh, comes to be. We just don't know when in that one-hour time frame it's going to be. Yeah, I've gotten, actually, Tyler. Um, Do we have breaking news? Well, or an I, update? I don't, I don't want to say that. Okay. Um, but we do have a little bit of a schedule. All right, cool. For we you. like that. Um, you know, again, as you said, in the one o'clock hour, and this is subject to change because it is going to be televised. Sure, but it looks like at some point between one and about one fifteen. So okay. originally, it was kind of hey, there's going to be a bunch of kids sign, and then Nick might go last. It looks like Starting they're going to kind of lead off. Yeah, he's going to be kind of in that middle uh, segment. So they're actually going to mm-hmm. start the program at about twelve fifty. I'm up that part, I'm sure, not televised, but about right. 12.50, they're going to kind of start the program. And then Nicholas Harbor's coach, um, starting at about 1 p.m., is going to kind of host the segment, for lack of a better term. And then at some point in that window, kick it to Nick Harbor. So it looks like we'll know sometime in that first quarter awesome. of that hour. So, and you've been to these, a million of these kind of things. You know how they <laughs> yeah. go. The principal's going to get up and talk and the teacher's going to get up and talk and the parents probably going to say something and then the coach is going to talk about how great of the uh, player this guy was and how he's you know everything that this program stands for and all that stuff and then you know 103 104 we might finally get that commitment (laughs) yeah i mean hey we have been to some where you're sitting there it's actually been a while everybody's doing a good job with it um nowadays but there have been some where you're sitting there like 30 minutes after the ceremony was supposed to start and you're still sitting there, and it hasn't even started. Uh, sometimes, you know, actually one of the most common ones in terms of delay is they're, like, waiting for a family member to get there. Oh, yeah, my uncle, he's stuck in traffic, or <laughs> he, he's getting lunch, he's late. You see that one a ton. But um, I think with this one, I mean, 
I've got a copy actually of this agenda. It is that I was sent. It is pretty. It is pretty specific. Okay. I mean, we have like here's a five minute window for this. Here is a. I mean, the first window of time is a seventeen minute window. So it's pretty specific. Yeah, this is kind of like a TV production, and it is a TV production because right. ESPN's involved. So I think uh, you do see when ESPN's involved, you tend to get things a little bit more buttoned up because they're like, look, we right. got to do it this way. So, uh, yeah, but sometime. In the next, I mean, in two hours, we'll know. We should know. Yes, we should know where Nick Harbor is going. By the way, I want to take a second to tell you about our friends over at Amy Mason Cup State Farm. If you are a small business owner in the Midlands, you have obviously a lot on your plate. You have to have a plan, happy customers, steady cash flow, everything you need to have your business succeed. But you also need an insurance agent that gets you. So, State Farm agent Amy Mason Cup also runs a small business of her own here in the Midlands. And as such, she understands the unique, the unique needs that you have as a local business owner. So she's going to make it easy to choose the right protection for your business at the right price. You don't need any stress about your business insurance. You can call State Farm Agent Amy Mason Cup for your small business needs today. Phone number is 803-772-5554. I can personally, Tyler, speak to Amy's expertise. We were looking to switch and save on our insurance, get good name brand insurance. We called Amy. She took care of the rest. She's got an experienced team. They're knowledgeable. They're very responsive. They're very helpful, whatever your needs are. She and State Farm have you covered as a local agent. They can give you a personalized quote to meet your needs. So give her a call today. That's Amy Mason Cup, 803-772-5554. Her office is right in Ashland Park Plaza, 612 St. Andrews Road, Suite 4, and that's Amy Mason Cup State Farm, 803-772-5554. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And, go ahead. No, I was going to talk about Nicholas Harbor some more. Yeah. Unless no, you wanted to switch gears. I, I just wanted to touch on a couple other things yeah. in reference to signing day for the Gamecocks as well outside of Nicholas Harbor. And, you know, we got the official commitment from Elijah Caldwell this morning. He has signed, you know, they put out the tweet or whatever. So he is officially going to be a Gamecock, and it looks like Xavier Hardy, as we talked about yesterday, is going to go the junior college route to hopefully become a Gamecock uh, in a couple of years. Yeah, two, two good notes there um, to, to not forget about, you know, lost in kind of the Nicholas Harper hoopla, and very deserve, deservedly so. It's a big storyline to follow, but Caldwell, I know Wes, when he was in here uh, earlier this week, and he, shoot, even last week when South Carolina started really making a push for Caldwell before he committed, you know, that was a I think a pretty important acquisition for them. You just kind of look at the fact that they needed more receivers in this class, whether that was some potential impact guys from the high school realm, even the junior college realm, or the transfer portal, just any way you slice it. They needed some more numbers in the class, but even beyond that, of course, they needed some potential impact guys. So I don't even know if you write off, I mean, Caldwell, obviously not an early enrollee because he waited until February to sign. He'll be a summer guy. I don't even know if you necessarily rule out him maybe seeing a little early playing time. If not, I think this is a guy that could eventually be a really good player for South Carolina. Kind of a uh, late bloomer may be fair and may not because he's been a good player. Right. But he had a really big senior year, 20 cat or twenty touchdowns. I think he had like 70-something, 80 catches. Shrine Bowl kid. And then obviously kind of bet on himself. Talking about betting on yourself with Nicholas Arbor earlier. He kind of did that on the recruiting front and – uh, decommitted from West Virginia, picked up NC State, picked up South Carolina, ends up signing with the Gamecocks. High IQ player, and so I, I think someone not to forget about in this 2023 class that's ended up being you know in the top 20 as of right now. 
with Hardy, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, athletically, really, really big upside on him. Um, unfortunately, just some academic issues there. I know he put out a statement officially last night that kind of laid it out on social media, going ahead and informing everybody that he was going to go the junior college route. So I don't know if you've seen Tyler. I haven't seen where he signed officially. Have you seen anything I, on that? I haven't yet? seen anything yet. I just know it's the junior college yep. thing, which essentially is he's going to go to junior college. I mean, they're still going to continue to recruit him, and yep. you know the other schools are going to be talking to him as well. But the the hope and the expectation is that after the two seasons at junior college, he's able to transition into South Carolina. You know, and again, I think this goes back to an academic thing. Uh, you get all that straightened out, and then be able to come in as a transfer junior at that point in time and not a shock because we knew even when hardy uh initially committed to south carolina i think that was back in the summer or maybe even august sometime in that june to august window i think it was you know he was a guy that we knew even back then you were going to have to monitor of okay you know got to see if he makes it academically We, we knew for months really that this junior college deal was a possibility and so we've seen this heck we saw this really recently with an in-state kid uh elijah davis out of Wagner Sally, you know, he was in the 2021 recruiting class out of high school. A lot of schools, including South Carolina, liked him a lot. You kind of get him placed at a junior college. Don't sign him. You just kind of place him there, monitor his progress with the goal and the hope of getting him back. And sometimes, Tyler, even even when you place a guy, you can get into a little bit of a recruiting battle. That happened with Elijah Davis. He ended up picking up Alabama and Georgia offers, and Tennessee made a big push at the end. South Carolina able to get him back home two classes later in 2023 as an early enrollee and a really good get. So I think you're going to probably see a similar path with Hardy in that East Mississippi, by the way, is one of the schools that he is actually heavily considering. And, yep. Um, haven't seen if that's the school that he signed with, but it's, it's possible. That's the one I heard the most about leading up to this. And so right. uh, maybe able to, you know, he signs with that school, goes, takes care of business. You get him back in a couple cycles as an early enrollee. Um, who's now set academically, and then you can bring him in as an even more seasoned player and take advantage. And he's mm-hmm. a guy, I mean, athletically, there's a lot to like. I mean, a big-framed right. kid who could probably play inside or outside. Run to another timeout, come back on the other side, continue our conversation about National Signing Day as we inch closer and closer to the Nicholas Harbor announcement. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, 107.5 The Game. Head and Chris Clark with you here going until 12 o'clock. Uh, Going to jump back into the Nicholas Harbor conversation in just a second. But first, it is Wednesday. That means there's a sub of the day waiting for you at Firehouse Subs. We, we actually, I took the break, Tyler, admittedly, to go finish smashing the rest of the Firehouse Subs sub of the day. Nice. Jay, my shadow today, went with the meatball classic. Always good, good for any day of the week. But I checked out the sub of the day, which is actually the New York steamer. It is actually one of my favorites, so took the opportunity on Wednesday to get it. You can get it too. Any of the 14 Midlands locations of Firehouse Subs, you can walk in and get it. You can order it online with Rapid Rescue at FirehouseSubs.com. That means you can go in there, order it, customize it, pick the sub of the day, and then just walk in and get it all made up for you and put on a nice little shelf so you don't even have to wait in line. You can also order through the Firehouse Subs app, check out their rewards program, or, Tyler, if you hit up the Firehouse Subs text line with your takes on Gamecock football, recruiting, Nicholas Harbor, you actually get a link back to order with Rapid Rescue if you do that. So a bunch of ways to order. Today's sub of the day at Firehouse Subs, New York Steamer. That is $5.99 for a small, $7.99 for a medium, 
And there is a sub of the day at Firehouse Subs for every day of the week. And speaking of the Firehouse Subs text line, again, 803-404-6100. Have a nameless texter texting in asking, when it comes to the back and forth communication with Harbor, is that all Beamer? Is it a combination? Like, who is the one talking to him up until the 11th hour before this commitment? Great question. Um, appreciate the question. It It's a combination. So there have been three main people involved, and it goes beyond that. I mean, you have, for instance, like Taylor Edwards and his staff, who's the director of player personnel. They're heavily involved in recruiting things, so they may be having some conversations. Actually, that, those guys build good relationships with a lot of the prospects, some even more than others, just depending on how things go. Uh, but, yeah, Shane Beamer, I mean, look, I said it earlier. He, When he was an assistant at Oklahoma, he was recruiting a kid, Anton Harrison, from Nicholas Harbors High School, Archbishop Carroll. And Beamer was really helpful, actually, in opening up some doors for Lincoln Riley in the DMV area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember they signed Caleb Williams, who went yep. to Oklahoma, now was with Lincoln Riley and won the Heisman. Shane Beamer gets an assist there. Uh, he went to Gonzaga over there in D.C., and uh, Beamer helped open up open up that kind of uh, that runway to to recruit some guys, and so they signed Harrison from that school. And I think at that time Harbor was a freshman, and so um, started building the relationship there. As soon as Shane Beamer got this job, December of twenty twenty, he made it known, "Hey, I'm coming after you for a target." And that was really before Harbor like became kind of that nationally known recruit five star that that name and and Harbor's talked a lot about that so mm-hmm. Shane Beamer's one uh Jody Wright the tight ends coach has been instrumental Sterling Lucas has been instrumental as well um in this recruitment the edge coach for South Carolina all those guys have been heavily heavily involved in the conversations they've built great relationships with Harbor and so it's it's been a team effort, and from what I've been told even this morning, you know, those conversations, it's it's been all of them, I think. So, and you've been doing this for a long, long time. Does What other commitments for South Carolina, or at least prospects that South Carolina had a shot at, what does this kind of process with Nicholas Harbor kind of remind you of? Anybody specific? Oh, man, that's a good one. You know, I... This this literally has been not not a cop out answer. It's been one of the more unique recruitments, just because of like the the list of schools and and I'm trying to go back to some of the like think about some of the big time recruitments in the last I don't know several years. Yeah, um, even because, so, Clowney in the 2011 class. Well, that one was different. It was crazy. Sure, but it went to February 14th. So that was when you had one big signing day. Yeah, he extended his past. Clemson made a big run late. Alabama was in it. You always felt pretty good about South Carolina. Marcus Lattimore, you had actually Oregon was in the mix. Penn State, you had Auburn. You always felt pretty good about South Carolina, but you had to, you know, go through that process. And I think at times it did kind of go back and forth. South Carolina wins out. I I think to answer your question, we'll have to see who he picks first. Uh (laughs) Let's see if he picks Oregon or he does go back with South Carolina, because that may kind of change my answer. Like, Jordan Birch, you know, that was a very different one. But yeah. doesn't really remind me of this. Um, it could if he ends up, you know, LSU made a giant push yep. for Jordan Birch. Like, so if Harbor commit, were to commit to South Carolina, it might remind you of Birch, actually, who's now at Oregon, yeah. ironically. Um, Marshawn Lloyd, he kind of came out of nowhere with a Gamecock commitment on either Labor Day or I think it was Memorial Day. 
Um, that, uh, Colin Taylor brought that one up. He, he said he was on the lake with his family <laughs> that day because oh. Memorial Day is kind of a random day for something like that to happen. And yes. all of a sudden, you know, he's out there having a good time and suddenly he's got to go into work mode. I was, uh, I was unappreciative uh, of, of that. Yeah. I was, I was like outside doing a family party, you know, playing outside, all that stuff too. But, um, you know, I, I think it's a great question that honestly I haven't thought of as much. Um, I do think that let's see where he goes. You know, if he if he commits to Oregon and signs with the Ducks, you know, it may remind you of this recruitment. If he signs with South Carolina, it may remind you of that one. It could end up being a little Birch esque. But see, another storyline with Birch, he had his sign, he had his commitment ceremony. Yeah. And then he didn't sign. Right. And then he went silent. Went silent. And for, what, the next month, month and a half, I guess. It, it, it took a little while. And and so then he turned in his letter, and it was South Carolina. So, you know, that that's another storyline. Like, we haven't thought of this one, and there's no indication this is going to happen, but you do have to keep it in your back of your mind. You know, recruits have ceremonies sometimes, pick a school, and then go with another one. I mean, sure. we saw Peyton Bowen, who ended up, I think, signing with Oklahoma he was committed to Notre Dame. Yep. Five-star kid from Texas. Committed to Notre Dame this cycle. Went up during his uh, his signing ceremony in December. Committed and flipped to Oregon. Yep. And then signs. <laughs> doesn't send in the letter and signs with Oklahoma. And so, you know, again, there's been a lot of back and forth with this Nick Carver thing. It's been, South Carolina's been consistently strong. If not the leader, they've been in the top two, top three, like consistently a lot of times, I think mm. they've been the outright leader throughout the whole process. You get the Oregon late push by securing an official. You get the buzz about Oregon after the official. And then it seemed like Tuesday night, very, very early Wednesday morning, yep. they pick up a ton of momentum. But now, South Carolina's sure. re-entered. Thing. Absolutely. And again, we're not going to know until, I guess, probably about an hour and a half from now when he makes his official commitment and something that I brought up last hour, you know, let's say he does end up going to Oregon with how college football is now in the era of the transfer portal and guys jump from school to school to school. You still keep that relationship as much as you can. Cause you never know if at some point down the road, you know, the Oregon program starts going a different direction. Maybe the NIL isn't what he thought it was. We certainly saw that happen with Jaden Rashada down at Florida, or maybe he just wants to come play in the sec before his college career is over. Like, keeping that relationship and making sure you're still at the top of his list. Should he ever want to leave Oregon if that's where he decides to go at 1 o'clock something today, then you know you, you never give up on somebody like this, especially now. Yeah, and that's why, you know, if he if he does choose Oregon, follows through signing with, with Oregon, with the Ducks, you're going to see, you're not going to see like a scorched earth approach. I don't think you're going to see I could be wrong, but I, I don't think under that scenario you're going to see Shane Beamer 45 minutes to an hour later at his press conference at 2 come up and, you know, rail again. Well, we had a kid we thought we were getting and no. this and that. You're, you're not going to see that for the reasons you mentioned, especially with, you know, it's not like Nick Carver has handled this poorly at all on right. his side. Right. That, that hasn't been the case, and the relationships there are very, very strong. And, and to your point, in the transfer portal era, you got to keep the relationships good, and especially knowing in the back of your mind, if he does sign with Oregon, man, he's going way out there. Yep. And there's a probably even a, a better than average chance that maybe he doesn't finish there. We'll right. just have to see. He'll run into our final timeout, come back on the other side, and wrap things up for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs, I'm Tyler. He is Chris on 107.5 The Game. 
Have you missed any of the Game Talk Central takeoff subs? Sounded by Fireman with Chris Clark and Wes Mitchell on the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. A few more minutes to go here, wrapping up the 12 o'clock hour, again, counting down until 1 o'clock and uh, the Nicholas Harbor announcement. But regardless of what happens with Harbor, this is going to be a very, very solid class that Shane Beamer has brought in for 2023, which he, of course, will address at 2 o'clock and uh, a lot of positives coming away from it. Yeah, this class currently ranked, according to the OM3 consensus team recruiting ranking, 17th nationally, 8th in the SEC. And yeah, it's a great point. Kind of easy to forget about like the class that's already in place for a couple reasons. Number one, today's kind of been dominated by Harbor Watch to see if uh, see if the Gamecocks are going to get Nicholas Harbor. And then, you know, you've got the December signing period. So the hay is in the barn with that. So you look at what South Carolina signed in this class. Um, 23, you know, total guys in the class. You've actually got, let's see, eight transfers in the class. And your blue chip ratio, which on three kind of uses blue chip ratio of how many four-star guys or higher you have in the class, 48%, so about half of your class. So this is Shane Beamer's best on-paper class. Each one has kind of built on the other. So Desmond Yumiazulu, actually, another DMV guy, uh, from Flowers High up in Maryland is now the on three consensus, which means averaging all four of the major recruiting service rankings together and averaging them and spitting out an average. He is the now highest ranked guy in the class after the recruiting all the recruiting service updates. But you know him, Marky Anderson from Dorman, Pup Howard, who's already on campus. Look at Xavier McLeod from Camden, Elijah Davis. Lenora Sellers, who had a huge senior year and was a flip from Syracuse. Montague Rames, Jalen Kilgore, Bakari Swain, a guy that on three, their own personal rankings, they have as the number 51 prospect in the country. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a class that has a lot of really good players. Dontavious Braswell, Trevon Ball. I mean, a lot of highly ranked guys in this class. Yeah, and when you're talking about the progress of Shane Beamer as a head coach, obviously the first thing you're going to look at is the progress on the field and going from uh, just above 500 season in his first year to having eight wins, obviously the two to close out the season, a good bowl game against Notre Dame, even though he came up short. You're seeing that progress there, and you're also seeing it with the quality of the recruiting classes. You know, depending on where you're looking at, this one's a top 20 in various numbers, but you're bringing a lot of four stars, and you're continuing to build that depth and build and improve year by year by year, which is what you need, obviously, if you want this program to continue to improve. Yeah, and, you know, Again, I've I've said this, I feel like it's like broken record alert, but it is worth pointing out again, you know, Shane Beamer takes over December 2020, so you're taking over a two-win program. Things aren't great, you know, uh, from that perspective. Now you got to rebuild it. Well, it's come in and, all right, you can't go on the road because of COVID. You can't have prospects on campus. You know, you got a brand new staff, you're a first-time head coach. Uh, You need to go fix this roster you know, internally and externally by who you bring in, good luck. You know, and so so you got to kind of cobble together. And by the way, you're when you're hired, you have, I think, two weeks until the early signing day. So it's good. Hey, go hit the portal and cobble together what you can out of the high school ranks from what's in the class and what you can go get. So that's tough. 2022 was better 
But, you know, you still got like a more limited runway with all those factors. Right. So now in 23 and, and in 24, which you've already seen them get off to a great start, you've had a longer runway to like build those relationships with prospects. And so I think that's why you've seen 23 for a guy in Shane Beamer that's been such a relationship-based recruiter. That's why you've seen an uptick in the quality of the class. And in 24, it's got a chance. We'll, we'll see where it goes. It's got a chance to be even better. Right. And uh, again, Shane uh, Beamer going to speak to the press at 2 o'clock, again, the hour after the Nicholas Harbor commitment. And regardless of what happens at 1 o'clock with Nicholas Harbor, there's a lot of positive takeaways from this class. And, uh, you know, interested to see kind of uh, how Shane Beamer breaks it all down. And uh, as we look to going forward into what will be the spring season, and then before you know it, we'll be talking about football here in the fall. Yeah, going to be really interesting. Uh, you know, my biggest thing, look, we, we've heard about a lot of these kids already because of December. I mean, almost all of them, basically. I mean, got Elijah Caldwell. So Shane Beamer, I mean, my biggest thing now, we, we are about an hour away. Yep. That This ceremony, not the harbor part, but the actual ceremony, from my information, is going to start at the school at about 1250. Harbor's part expected to come in that first, like, quarter of the hour. So... My, my whole focus now for this next hour is not to discount what they did in December and the class that they built, but Nicholas Harbor Watch is in full effect. And the, the biggest storyline, fair or not, is going to be if Shane Beamer walks to that podium and is able to announce him as a signee or not. Absolutely. We'll keep it locked here all day long on 107.5 The Game. We'll have that coverage for you when Harbor makes his announcement and we will carry Shane Beamer's press conference at 2 o'clock as well as he wraps up the 2023 recruiting class. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. I'm Tyler. He's Chris. We'll be back tomorrow to break things down after we uh, reflect on what is the final day for signing of the 2023 class. Thanks for listening. 107.5 The Game. Mix a little sports analysis, pop culture, and great interviews, and you've got the Rich Eisen Show podcast. Brian Cranston, great to see you, man. One of your first gigs was a Preparation H commercial. So what happened? It's called first- a job, Rich. <laughs> I know you haven't been job hunting in a while. <laughs> I was a spokesperson. I wasn't <laughs> afflicted. If yeah. I was afflicted, I would trust you. I would put that <laughs> ointment on and go, here we go. The Rich Eisen Show podcast, wherever you listen. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.